Welcome to the final session in today's webinar, Understanding the Times. And in this session, we're going to look at where do we go from here? What must we do? Uh, Dr. Neil Shenvey uh, on his website, Shenvey Apologetics, provides quite a bit of information, which I'm drawing on today. And I'm going to just touch on this quite briefly, because I hope that we can have further discussion in our webinar in the discussion times and in the question and answers, see what we can do together. So I'm just going to give a few pointers. Well, I think, first of all, that churches need to unequivocally and explicitly reject critical theory as a worldview. But we also need to, to be sensitive to the concerns that lead so many people to embrace it. Now, there's some examples from critical theory which have kind of become so accepted that they are actually quite common sense for large segments of society, even for some Christians. For example, the claim that lived experience can give us valuable insights. Yes, it can. But these lived experiences must still be subjected to the scrutiny of scripture and evidence. Also, we need to liberate our theology from privileged groups. Yeah, that's positive. That's positive. We should constantly re-examine our ideology to recognize where I, I, whether our identity is, has biased our interpretation. Yeah. Negative, though, the truth of a, or falsehood of a claim does not depend on the identity of the person making it. I made that point in the last session. Claim number three, we should dismantle all structures which perpetuate privilege. There's a positive point in this. Power can be abused and misused, but power in and of itself is not inherently evil and power unbalances are not necessarily unjust in society we have to be very careful before we assume that's the case claim number four we should promote diversity within the church yes some forms of diversity are elements of god's good creation but other elements are of diversity are the result of sin and they must be rejected, not the people, but they must be rejected. We, we cannot simply accept all diversity, even diversity which is based on sinful practices and sinful ideas. And so we can acknowledge the valuable elements of critical theory, but we also need to uh, uh, reject the ultimate goals and, the, and sometimes the pragmatic practical strategies of the woke agenda in political activism. We work for the kingdom of God, we promote its agenda, we embrace the ways and methods that come from the character, the mission, and the spirit of Christ, not the angry, secular uh, understanding which is based on a premise that God, is, he, we're not created in the image of God, and we don't need to consider that. The question is, we need to ask, what can we do as a church to confront issues of race, class, gender, power and justice, where, it, where there is equality? We've got to fight racism and all forms of injustice. And uh, we, we want to embrace people, not distance people. We need to acknowledge and fight racism. Here is a picture of a lady by the name of Ruby Bridges. I don't know if you know who she is. On the left, there's a six-year-old Ruby who received death threats 
and had to have U.S. Marshals escort her to, her to and from her home when she was the first person to integrate into an all-white elementary school in New Orleans. On the right, here is Ruby, today, age 65. Hi, Ruby. And so people like that, this is, this is not a long, long time ago. This is living history. We need to know and understand and accept that racism existed, it exists today, and be aware of it and to be understanding and compassionate for, and see what we can do to change things. I think, however, it's not just an issue of racism. It's an issue of violence against all minorities. We should oppose it. We should oppose violence against Muslims. We should oppose violence against LGBT people. I don't know if you remember the London bus attack that took place in June 2019. Here we have a lesbian couple that were beaten and subject to homophobic attack, left covered in blood uh, for refusing to kiss. It was not they were refusing to kiss, it was they were being victimised because they were lesbians. And so we have to stand against this. And we should be at the forefront of social justice, speaking up for people who are treated this way, whatever their race, religion, sexuality. We are, God's love commands it. We should extend to these people. What about Wilfred de Brin, beaten up while walking with his boyfriend on the 19th arrondissement of Paris, April the 7th, 2013. These were homophobic attacks. And, and we cannot look at a picture like this and say, it's okay, it's not okay. If we stood in the gap for some of these identity groups who have been not just persecuted, but oppressed and discriminated against, if we speak up for them and had spoken up for them more, we would not be in this divisive situation today. I'm not being naive. I know there are massive ideological differences but human compassion, surely Christianity should be at the forefront of that. Also, it's important to be well informed. Um, uh, Dr. Shenvi says, read broadly, and he's got a photo of a number of people of color saying, these are the people you should read. And uh, interesting thing is, they may be all people of color, but they don't all have the same views. Just because you are black, it doesn't mean to say that you agree with critical theory. And just because you are white, it doesn't mean to say that you disagree with it. Not at all. And so read widely. But importantly, this is the most important thing as we finish. Most important thing is to uphold the primacy of the gospel, both for Christians and non-Christians. You need to understand that social justice, as important as it is, is not the gospel. God commands us to take care of the poor. But the gospel is not social justice. We don't have a social gospel. We have a gospel about the saving power of Jesus and we preach the gospel. It's the gospel of salvation. Now, of course, the outworking of that gospel as we are disciples of Jesus, we now then reach out and engage and act as salt and light. But it is gospel first and the fruits of the gospel follow. The fruits are not the gospel. By very definition, it's the fruit of the gospel. 
And so what can happen today and is beginning to happen in evangelical circles, the gospel of salvation, forgiveness of sin, is being pushed on one side to the gospel for in, for, in favor of the gospel, the social gospel. And for non-Christians, we need to let them know that our gospel is about being right with God and, and preaching those values of being created in these truths, being created in the image of God. All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God and we need Christ's redemption. All of these things, we're in the same boat. Whatever race or generation or sexuality group we belong to, we're in the same boat and we need Jesus to help us to walk uh, with God. And then finally, I think it's important to act compassionately and to make a difference, make a real difference. And we're going to be hearing stories of people who will contribute from our webinar as to how they've gone about that, what they've experienced and the differences that we can make. So we're going to move into discussion, question and answers and we can look at this in more detail. Where do we go from here? Understanding the times, what we should do to serve God in our generation.